0: I
1: thought I recognized you. I gave you a plate of corn muffins back in 1947 to paint my chicken coop, and you never did it. Those corn muffins were lousy.
0: Paint my chicken coop. Make me. It's time for another classic sports argument on the Hot Topic Podcast. Sean Campbell, Mitch Gallo, Mitch Y. Gallo, Sean R. Campbell. I'd like you to get involved in our argument. And this classic sports argument, Mitch Gallo, is definitely a classic when it comes to Montreal Canadian sports fans.
1: No kidding. The uh, the ultimate debate. Mark Burzman, should he come or should he go? That's not exactly what we're going to debate, but... You know, it's pretty topical because this week, owner of the Canadiens, Jeff Molson, did uh, say that uh, he has confidence in Mark Bergevin's ability and that he will not be adding a president of hockey operations to oversee uh, hockey in Montreal.
0: Yeah, so the question is pretty much a two-parter. So it's been eight plus years since Mark Bergevin has been general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. We will go with our best Mark Bergevin move and our worst Mark Bergevin move, because everybody has a different one, and sometimes it's the same for someone's best and worst. I don't know how that works, but where would you like? you want to start with the positive or negative, Mitch Gallo?
1: Let's uh, always start with the positive, Sean. We can go back and forth and give our best moves, and I'm going to start here, and I'm going to say Mark Bergevin's best move as general manager of the Montreal Canadiens uh, was his trade with the Nashville Predators acquiring their captain and his future captain in Shea... Weber, You know how much I uh, respect Weber as a hockey player. I like uh, what he brings both on and off the ice, his tremendous leadership, his ability to score with that slap shot from the point, and just his presence and what he commands when he walks into a room. I love that about Shea Weber. Not a knock on P.K. Subban, the other side of that trade. I enjoyed P.K.'s time with Montreal, and I enjoyed watching him play. And in the playoffs, he delivered some great moments. But I do think that uh, if you look at the trends, if you look at what P.K. has done this season with uh, the New Jersey Devils and the great start that Shea Weber uh, got off to this season, uh, it, it feels to me like that was his best move because it changed the face of the team.
0: Yeah, look, uh, you you remember when it happened? I I, I kind of said I love Shea Weber. I'm gonna miss PK Subban because I enjoyed watching PK Subban. And if we want to look back at this move, it's still one of those moves that is ongoing and will always be evaluated. You're going with its best. I'm not going to go that route for this one, but I will say this four years later you have one guy who is still a top defenseman and one guy that isn't a top defenseman and I'll say I was pretty disappointed because I was looking forward to watching P.K. Subban with the New Jersey Devils with the opportunity where he could be a number one defenseman. I looked at that roster. I said he can be that guy on the power play on the penalty kill. He could play 25 minutes a night. He wasn't doing that in Nashville and then that just wasn't the case Maybe things will change next year. Who knows? But I had a high hopes for PK this year in New Jersey, and I think that, uh, like him, everybody was pretty disappointed with the season that he had. So uh, right now, on that evaluation four years later, it does look like a positive move. Not my number one move for Mark Bergevin. I did want to go another defenseman route because I do think that when you get a guy like Jeff Petrie, who is uh, squandering at 13, 14 minutes a night in Edmonton, and you bring him over, and then he stays as an American in, and then he becomes pretty much your number two some nights, a number one on your team. That is an absolute steal that you could take someone within an organization and just take him away and turn him into a top-fledged defenseman. But that's still not it. I gotta go with the Philip Deneau trade. When you're trading parts like Fleischman and Weiss, and you even get Weiss back a couple years later and a draft pick for a guy that is a legitimate top six NHL center iceman and this is a guy that will be in a conversation for Selkie trophies maybe down the year and this is a guy that can go head-to-head with Sidney Crosby and you got him for parts and he is part of your organization moving forward the Philip Deneau uh, acquisition for me absolute steal his best move
1: yeah and you know it's not uh it's not only uh, Philip DeNo that the Canadians get in that deal, right? They get a draft pick as well. And I believe that was the draft pick that turned into uh, Romanov. So you're looking at Romanov. It was either Romanov or Yelonen, uh, that, uh that specific trade. I don't even need the draft pick. But you have to, to, to the put, draft pick too I, to put I, it I, over I the top. I understand, but I don't
0: need it. I don't need it. And I understand. But I still think just straight up getting a player like Philip Deneau of that caliber for parts of the deadline – Just a steal. One of his best moves he's done.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely a great move uh, by Mark Bergman. Hard to uh, hard to disagree with that. Let's go with uh, the worst move, Sean.
0: Would you like me uh, to start or you want to start this one? Uh,
1: uh, go ahead. All right. I have. right. You're, you're on a roll.
0: Okay, I have two that you know bother me to no end, and I still, as I'm speaking, I don't know which one I'm going to choose. I will, but I don't know which one of these two that I think are his worst moves. Uh, letting Radulov get away. And I understand he tried and he wanted, and Radulov, it wasn't his choice, but the answer was longer term, more money. That was the answer to keeping Radulov and just picture whatever the Canadians were going to look like. Picture the right side that your top two right wingers would have been Gallagher and Radulov moving forward. Are you kidding me? On the right side, you would have been set. Now it's Gallagher and then you don't know who's going to be playing right wing underneath him. Is it going to be Byron? Is it going to be Suzuki? Is it going to be Yoel Armia? it, it, It just keeps on going and going. So I think that question mark ever since Radulov got away. But I will say this. I still, to this day, think it was the worst move that they made this past offseason when they were uh, going for Sebastian Aho. They needed to clear cap space, so they traded away Andrew Shaw for two draft picks. And I know Andrew Shaw has been beat up, but he was so important to that locker room. And I'm telling you, you drop Andrew Shaw into the Canadiens' locker room this past season – They don't lose eight games in a row twice. Even if he's around the team, he's that kind of leader. And I think it was uh, something that was completely missing from the Canadians, from a young team. He's an older, experienced guy, but has youth and energy. Their loss of Andrew Shaw and that trade to create cap space to go get a centerman, which they did not get. Sorry, for me, worst move he's ever made.
1: Yeah, uh, I completely disagree on that one. Shaw only played 26 games this year, and his NHL career could be in jeopardy. Yeah, so. but we don't know
0: if he would have got concussed. Like, we're playing an if and or but, oh, he would have got concussed if uh, he played for the I Canadians. Have,
1: I have the ability of hindsight. I'm going yeah. to use that ability uh, of hindsight to also tell you his worst move, Sean. And I am going to say that the worst move that he's made is drafting Jesperi Kokaniemi with the uh, third overall pick in the draft when Brady Kachuk was available. Brady Kachuk already a 30-goal scorer in his second season in the league uh, and he looks like he's going to be one of the supreme power forwards you could have had a line featuring kachuk domi and gallagher one of the most difficult lines to play against in the nhl and right now cock yemi has been banged up he's been pushed around he's been sent up he's been sent down uh, it's a real tough start to his NHL career. Maybe he pans out. I'm not that hopeful, to be very honest with you, because I know what the Ottawa Senators have in Kachuk, whereas Kakanyemi to me, is still a question mark. So I'm going to say that is his worst move. I always think it's a big mistake to draft by position. you got to draft the best player available, and they did not do that at that time.
0: Okay, uh, I'm going to disagree with you on this, and it's mainly because Jesperi Kakaniemi is not even 20 yet. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. I understand if I'm evaluating from then until now and the two years that these two players have played in the National Hockey League, I agree with you. It was the wrong choice. Done. But I am not ready to call it on Jesperi Kakeniemi. I kind I see what Brady Kachak is. You know I actually love this guy. I, I, I love the way that he plays. And yes, could he help the Canadians? Absolutely but I'm still not ready to say that it was a slam dunk worst decision ever from Mark Bergevin right now, two years in. Sure. But that's evaluating a guy that's not even 20 in the national hockey league.
1: Yeah. And maybe he's a good player, but I think uh Kutruck will be a great player.
0: What is your best move from Mark Bergevin? What is your worst move from Mark Bergevin? Please comment below. You could tweet directly to Mitch Y Gallo, Sean R Campbell. And what are the favorite things to do? Mitch Gallo.
1: Click, listen, and subscribe.
0: Stop! Kyle! Well, how's that for your entertainment value? Like Mitch
1: an and Sean, you guys are the greatest duo. Oh, uh...
0: VBF.